2: Talk to your local agent today.
1: Hi, everyone. This is Pivot from New York Magazine and the Vox Media Podcast Network. I'm Kara Swisher.
0: And I'm Scott Galloway. Scott, Kara. don't
1: interrupt me today because you know what? what? I'm going to go Chris Wallace on you. Wait, that's not what I mean. I'm going to go Jake Tapper on you. Oh, we have to God. talk about the debate. We're going to debate on the debate in, yeah. in a, just a minute. But I just want to say that j- two things. Palantir went public today. Yeah, they did. stock opened at ten dollars, which values at around twenty-two billion. So we yeah. haven't stopped them as yet. Yeah, uh, and then secondly, there was an enormous profile of you in Fast Company that was such a, a big wet kiss that I was I it was uncomfortable. It was uncomfortable.
0: Really, there was a profile of me in Fast Company. That's funny because <laughs> Kira... I have not read that profile of me and Fast Company 11 times, printed oh it out, God. laminated it, and made coasters laminate. out of it. I have done none of those gonna things. I was going to laminate it for you. I, I have, have done none. I'm wallpapering my Did master bedroom in that article. Is it
1: laminatable? It's lamentable is what it is. Oh, my God. I was like, ah, oh, Jesus. Now he's like Drucker. Like, they compared you to Drucker.
0: That's Like, right. what?
1: Did you just hand yeah. them? Like, this is <laughs> what you write. Drucker.
0: That's ridiculous.
1: I know it was. I was like, oh, my God. Oh, my All God. All because of
0: you. You discovered me. And just a little insight. Baseball here. <laughs> as soon as you got bad. on this podcast, or off my, mic. You said, Who did you blow? And my question yeah. is, Is that all it takes? Because I'm down for that. <laughs> I am down no, for
1: that. You, I'm you ready. Would, you would totally do that well before I would. Let, let's just say that. Let oh, yeah. Come oh, totally. on. Come at on. this
3: point, at this, at point, this point,
1: point, you don't care. I put just a little little Tequila in the Oh,
0: There's a call L- from HR.
1: All right. <laughs> there's okay. the call from HR. There's no call from HR. Listen, it was a lovely piece. Literally, I was like, there'll be no living with it. When's the next one? When's the be- next big kiss ass piece happening?
0: Well, you know, I mean, there's just no getting around it. Whenever you read one of these things, all you can think yeah. about is okay, that just means I have farther to fall. Because eventually. Yes, exactly. Any, That'll
1: be my piece. That'll be any, my book about that. Any values.
0: metaphorical statue that's erected is only waiting to be torn down. Yeah, I that's, mean, gonna,
1: that's gonna be my job, my friend. That yeah, is thank my you for that. job. Thank you for yes, that. that. I shall be taking yeah, that. That's I nice of you. I shall be taking that.
0: That's nice no of you. But I liked yeah. it.
1: Everybody should go read it. It's a big piece yeah, about how thank Scott you for the is so smart. What did I, I say?
0: I, I My favorite one was, What's yeah, I discovered night? him. It was amazing that he got the downloads he got because he was marginally well-known. You're like I'm so glad you got a hold of them, Kara. Thank you. Thank you for that vote of confidence.
1: Comparing it to Elon Musk,
0: Oh, like, my God,
1: Elon Musk. I wonder. Despite Elon him Musk, being that marginally be.
0: known, you might as well have said, "You might as well have said, I am a kingmaker. I am. It's all <laughs> because true. of me."
1: Who should I pluck next from oh obscurity and bring to the forefront? What
0: I didn't know is you were thinking of having as your co-host Chamath Papatia. Chamath. That's who I Chamath. beat out, Try or to that's who wasn't available.
1: Name? It's Kamala Chamath Papatia.
0: I like him. I think he's. Oh my God, Polly
1: Papatia. Try it. Chamath.
0: Chamath Papatea. He could have
1: you killed with the amount of money he Chamath, Chamath. No, forget it.
0: I'm just Chamath, no. Ch- you, Ch-
1: you know what, white guy? You just have to learn how to pronounce people's names. I do Chamath. love that
0: Kamala. I pa- do love that Kamala.
1: <laughs> All right, listen to me. Palantir. Yeah. Senator from. Harris is speaking of say. Speaking yeah. of things that don't deserve the price they're getting, yeah. Palantir.
0: <laughs> Thinking of things that have a See long way to fall. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, uh, let's be honest, this was a victory, both Palantir and Asana came out. This is a victory for direct listings. It's also a victory for the Founders Fund, which was one of the mm-hmm. largest shareholders in both those companies. Yep. Yeah. Uh, it, I have never, I don't know if you've received any of these calls. I've received calls from, no joke, Academy Award winning actors, mm-hmm. Congress people.
3: Yeah.
0: And, uh, and business people all saying, can I speak to you off the record about Yeah, you Palantir. saw that note I
1: sent for one of those. It Actors. is
0: it is striking how many people are gunning for this company and feel that it's a menace. Yeah. And that is just not a good look to be a public company and have so many people coming for you. Yeah. And it's really interesting what a chord this struck. Uh you and I have been talking about Palantir yeah. for a while. There's no. a lot of pent up negative emotions there uh, are. around there
1: are. what what, what do, you, do you think it's fair? Or what do you, it, it is it because they, they did such a good job marketing themselves as this creepy CIA thing?
0: No, we, what we have is market dynamics always trump individual performance. And where we are yeah. now is that everyone has decided that anything that, anything that feels somewhat SaaS-like, similar to mm-hmm. 1999, anything that had the dot-com suffix on SaaS, it, software you, as a should, service. you should buy at a minimum for a short-term trade. I mean, I got to be honest, if someone had called me and said, I looked into Palantir stock in the private markets because I thought it'll probably get a bump because everyone will just plow in. Right. But the key is, is this a sustainable company at a twenty-two million market cap on $750 million in revenue and $500 million in losses. I mean, it just feels mm-hmm. nuts. And then I heard from another private shareholder who said that Palantir has never met its numbers, its projected numbers. So it'll be interesting to see what happens in their first quarter, although typically a company cooks its first quarter such that they can announce mm. that they have it in the bag. They they kind of know well, what it's going to be. We will see
1: what will happen with Palantir, but it did get out. And Asana, yeah. you know, that's Dustin Yes. Yeah. That's a founder of Facebook. Was I remember when it first started, they kept trying to get me to use it, and I said, absolutely not.
0: Do you know Dustin uh, Moskovitz? I know very little about him.
1: Yes, he's lovely. He's, he's a I I have to say. We'll he and hand. his wife, uh, who's a former Wall Street Journal
0: congratulations uh,
1: person, d- do a lot of um a lot of philanthropy, really interesting philanthropy. He is among, of all the Facebook people, and look, he's making his, that's where he got his dough, right? Um, yeah. I have to say, I've had the most thoughtful conversation. He's, he hasn't been involved with the company for a very long time. Uh, yeah. There's two original founders that were with Mark at the time, uh, Adam, and I'm blanking on his name, but they're terrific. This, it was, it's really is. interesting. Right. Chris Hughes was very, he was not as involved. Not there really? were two others that were very, technically very involved. Uh, and one started Quora and the other started Asana. Oh, and, Safir, and the
0: guy who went to Singapore. No, so, that's nope. another one. That's, that's the investor oh, guy.
1: Okay. Um, I'm to- I feel bad Sabbath not he's a lovely man. Um, anyway, uh, we'll see what happens to them. Uh, we'll see. Asana did not get as much attention, but it's a, also an interesting company. But Palantir is definitely, its marketing might turn around and bite it. On the ass.
0: So I have a question for you. As people kissed
1: your ass in the in Fast Company. What? Okay, because we're oh, into the yeah. debates. Oh, yeah. Well, what? my
0: jaw is sore. My jaw oh, is my God. sore.
1: Okay, that's enough. Anyway. All right, let's talk about the obvious. <laughs> is that really all it takes? I'm of down. sore jaws, I'm mostly because of interrupting, uh, is let's talk about the obvious elephant in and donkeys in the room. Now, listen, I'm not going to say donkeys. It was really just President Trump. Trump and Joe Biden had their first of three presidential debates on Tuesday. Everybody knows it yeah. was moderated by Fox News' Chris Wallace, and as Jake Tapper put it, it was a hot mess inside a dumpster fire inside a train wreck. Uh, Dana Bash just called it a shit show. A yeah. few discernible highlights. Trump refused to denounce white supremacy. Biden told Trump to shut up, and they yelled at each other. Chris Wallace later apologized for his part in the debate chaos. Look, this was Trump. Trump. I mean, I thought Biden did pretty well, but let's talk about it from a brand point of view. Brand USA Brand Trump, brand Biden. I want you as brand man to tell me that. Because we could talk about the politics of it. I think Trump lost this badly. I think most people, all the statistics show that. But and most they people don't on the far left
0: things. think he lost. That's a shocker.
1: No, come on. Come on. Like my mom is wrote me a note and she's yeah. way in that camp and she yeah. was horrified. Yeah. So lots of people who were in that camp reached out to me and they're like, oh, he's an asshole. Yeah. Um, And I don't like this asshole. Like before they're like, oh, he's an asshole. But so what? This was not a so what. So and I have more relatives like that than you do, I suspect. So tell me what you think from a brand point of view.
0: So I, I was saying there has never been a debate that's been um, more important but less relevant. And that is, I, I do think we are, and I say this every election, but America has come down to a pretty stark choice between these two in mm-hmm. terms of what they represent around America, America's direction. And mm-hmm. But at the same time, I think it's the least relevant debate in history because I don't think we've ever had two candidates that the voting population know as well as they do at this point. Yeah, And they this do. notion You're that 14% right. are undecided, I just think that's a lie. I don't think, and even if you believe the polls, even if it breaks 10 to 4 in Trump's favor post the debate, that's a swing of six points, that still doesn't get Trump, according to the polls, which maybe we mm-hmm. can't trust any longer, it still doesn't get Trump back into a position where he wins. And if you look at the swing states, almost all of them, with the exception of Florida, he's up by... Two or more points. He's not within the margin of error. And he's within the margin of error in like half of them. So the, the things, the emotions, and they're important because you take those emotions into the ballot box and you vote up or down ballot based on your emotion around how you feel around red or blue. Mm-hmm. And I'd like, you to, to, uh, I'd like you to do the same thing. But the, the primary emotions I felt after that were first and foremost, I really felt disturbed. I felt, I remember in the 90s yeah, in, in the knots, Remember in some Asian country, the Congress would erupt into a fist fight on a regular basis? Yes. And think, yes, Jesus yeah. Christ. That's happened is,
1: in our Congress, let's be clear. Let's okay. Not try to uh, act yeah, like yeah, but we're so the best far, people.
0: we haven't seen anyone. Not lately. We haven't seen the House break into a fist. I mean, they have literal physical fist fights. And then you'd see footage from some debate yeah, they would get in, a melee, in a Eastern melee. Europe where they'd start throwing coffee on each other. And I thought,
1: yeah, a melee. And you literally took seen.
0: for granted that would never happen here. And it's happening. Right. That was, right. you were profoundly, you thought, wow, we've hit a new low. The, uh, so as right. it relates to the American brand, wow, right. that was really, I mean, at one point, I, and I don't know if it's because I'm getting older or it was really that bad. At one point, I had to pause it because I was so sort of rattled by the thing. Right, It was like right. watching a live execution, except a live execution is less disturbing. It was just, <laughs> it, it just was so upsetting. And. The second thing I walked away with, and I hate to say this, is I really wish I would have paid a lot of money or I'd just been fascinated to see how Mayor Pete or Senator Warren would have responded. I'm upset uh-huh. and frustrated that we don't have an individual who can respond more crisply and forcefully. Yeah. Uh, so I, I kept thinking, oh, I would love to have seen how Mayor Pete would have responded to that. Yeah. Uh, but the third takeaway, quite frankly, is uh, 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 I did have a sense of relief, and that is Biden did have several moments— Where he looked into the camera and he expressed a viewpoint. And he thought, okay, this narrative that they have effectively tried to foment and build a base around that he's he's feeble. And it's created insecurity across all of us. I do think that Biden mostly dispelled that. I want to be clear. I think Biden has lost a step, but he still has step. And if he surrounds himself with good people, he can run a competent strong administration so i think look i don't think there's any getting around they it. they
1: wanted him to look like a like a, a drooling idiot like and, he didn't. and yeah, they but, oh they gosh. set they set it soup. up and instead yeah. trump looked like your drunk uncle at uh at the thanksgiving who you couldn't and so he's the one that looked unhinged and, yeah. and off and then he also i don't know why people don't pay attention when he goes off into some weird place the philadelphia thing i was like hey granddad that's dial it back. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it was really, it was, it was, it was like drunky uncle, drunkle, you know, and that they don't ever notice that, but the, the whole fill, he was like, and then there are trash cans and ballots in the fire. And like, it, it was, it was really off, like, whoa, what happened to your brain at some point recently? Um, so, you know, I don't, it's interesting that people don't do apply the same thing to Trump as they do to Biden, uh, cause Biden's affable and Trump is just a jerk so you can put it off to jerkiness. A- anyway, but I agree he didn't he didn't nail it. The- so Brand Biden, I want you to go through him. Brand Biden did what?
0: Bi- Brand Biden came across as empathetic. He came across as what I and uh, the most important thing is he came across as competent. But mm-hmm. there's no doubt about it. He doesn't he comes across as what I'll call um not crisp. Uh he comes across quite frankly and they both do this but in different ways. He comes mm-hmm. across as old and I I believe at some point in our presidential uh, elections, we need to have age limits just as we do at the bottom, and you have to be 25 to run for Congress, mm-hmm, and yeah. you have to be 30 to run Many for president. Many people do not think that. I think once you hit 70, you shouldn't be allowed to run for president, uh, and yep. uh, that's 70? ageist. 70? Uh, Okay. 75. Pick a number. Enough already. Enough already. Uh,
1: No, they get to drive. My mother sells her license. I'd like to take it away from her. But yes, I, 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 it's a really interesting mode. All right. Brand Biden. I think Brand Biden did just fine. I think he seemed nice. I think he didn't, I didn't, he didn't whack back at him, which a lot of people, he didn't go on to his rant. He did a few that were appropriate. And I think one of the voters that they had on CNN was like, look, he shouldn't have said he was a clown, but he is a clown. So if the shoe fits. Like he I think he he attacked him enough and he and I'm glad he didn't he didn't descend. So that showed a lot of self control to me. Biden especially with the sun neutral. stuff.
0: You're being generous. Uh, to Biden. I, I with
1: the sun stuff, he yeah. looked that was, that was he handled very, that beautifully.
0: Very upsetting. Very but he, upsetting. But he
1: handled it beautifully. Like, trust me, I would have walked across that stage and pushed him over. I mean, it just would have been like so uh so what about brand Trump?
0: Well, Trump Trump just comes across so I'm trying to be balanced. I I think Trump is very quick on his feet. He comes across as unrelenting. He comes across as decisive. He comes across as strong. The problem is he is literally unhinged. He's lying. He shows no decorum, no respect for the flag, no respect for America, no respect for the office. And you think, is this an individual we want representing us on the global stage? And you just walked away from the whole thing. I mean, think about the – you're talking about the brand America. Brand is a series of – Why did you say
1: strong? I think he looks like an idiot. He looks like brand idiot.
0: No, I if think they, I a lot of people people. I think a lot of people like that strong man, fearless mm-hmm. aggressiveness. I think they no, see it as like macho your and manly.
1: ex-husband. It's like, yeah. I don't know. I don't no, agree I with it, you. I, I think it calls I,
0: on some very ugly tribal censors uh, or censors. Not sensors. me. I,
1: it's like, what a loud mouth. Like, I, I have been in so, – what a loud Let's loud talk mouth. about – you're
0: talking about brand America. Look at what's happened here. The touch points or the things that reinforce this brand America, first off, we have as as the biggest halo across the brand is the novel coronavirus. And there's mm-hmm. just no getting around it. Seventy percent of people think it has not been handled well. And then yeah. you have, okay, four weeks ago, the story in the Atlantic about him calling uh, veterans chumps, chumps, mm-hmm. excuse me, veterans chumps. then he the then him knowing that the next week, knowing that, in fact, he knew mm-hmm. how dangerous the novel coronavirus was, and he was playing it down. Then the next week, everything about the fact yep. that he's the worst businessman in the world. And then this week, you have his campaign manager is dragged out of his home and tackled because he's threatening to kill himself. I right. mean, Every ping, and also on the positive side, I want to be clear, the markets at all-time highs and continuing to surge is a dramatic positive for Trump and the administration because it creates an implicit halo that the market is saying, and the market in many ways is a collection of millions of data points, that they feel good about the future. Not recognizing that the stock market has become nothing but a proxy on the wealth of the top 10%, but it does create a very strong brand halo for the administration. But every other ping, every week, it's something just awful. And I think people are just going to decide, you know what? (laughs) This can't be America. This isn't sustainable. Right. I think people are just exhausted, yep. just exhausted. Yeah, yep. I
1: agree with you. I I think I think it had more profound effect than you realize. I think he I I think that market is saying he'll be gone soon and so it'll be okay and we're going to get a vaccine and then we don't have to listen to this this chump. Um but I last thing and then we'll get on to our next thing is uh brand Chris Wallace and debates.
0: I think Chris Wallace is an outstanding journalist and I felt Me like too. if there was I mean, America was the victim here, but a close second, an innocent bystander that got grazed with a bullet was Chris Wallace. I, I felt like he just did the best he could, the level best he could, and I think he came out of it looking ridiculous. There is no way not to get sprayed or splattered with the blood here. I, I, I don't want to say I feel sorry for Chris Wallace because he is such—I think he's a fantastic journalist. But there's just—you just said there is absolutely nothing a moderator could do, other than at Mm-mm, some point— Not he, true. Not Go true. Ahead. What do you
1: think? I, I would stop the debate.
0: Yeah, just said, look, we're done. We're done. No,
1: say we're you were not adhering to the rules. I've asked you ten times. You are not a toddler. You need to. You aren't stopping. I'm not going to give you one more morning. We're going to stop the debate until you can conduct yourself like an adult. I, that's what I would have said. I don't. I would have taken the taken the heat. This is not yeah, a debate. This is you. Well, interrupting.
0: okay. So so to that point, I don't think mm-hmm. there's going to be another debate.
1: I don't know about that. It's a town hall. I think Biden shouldn't say that. And I think he should just just say, I'll do it. Sure. Whatever. I think he did just fine. And that's all he needed to but do. But there won't be a
0: traditional, there won't be another traditional debate. No.
1: I The third one, we'll say. The second one is a town hall. So he can yeah. scream it. Uh, and he didn't do very well in the last town hall when there were people that didn't just love him. That's the problem. He's been, I think the problem with Trump, he's been in this bubble for so long in his like, you know, lick him up and down bubble that he doesn't know when people. Well, think this happens people to all win.
0: presidents. If you look at the incumbent yeah. presidents, typically yeah. their first debate is not good because they're used to they surround themselves with people who are like, "Oh, that's awesome. Oh, yeah, you're right yeah. there too.
1: You're right. Yeah, I
0: agree." I mean, with it's you. hard not to be in a bubble when you're president. The
1: very last thing I think yeah. we cannot leave this without saying the, the statement about the Proud Boys that he made.
0: That was a huge mistake for him. Huge not mistake. a
1: mistake. It's not oh, a mistake. It's right. Mistake. It's his heart. It is his heart, well, and okay. he's, he spoke yes, his the heart.
0: Answer is yes, you shouldn't have said that. Brand that Proud
1: Boys, them yeah. putting up a, a, a logo right afterwards yeah. with it on <laughs> it. I, I, I was like, what world do we live in? That now they're doing memes. They're doing memes at this point. Like yeah, that how-
0: That's what's so upsetting about America mm-hmm. is that it's. Uh, and the analogy I always use is that okay, you're a kid, you're 17 year old, and you hear through the grapevine, kind of hush hush, that mm-hmm. mom had a problem with alcohol when she was in high school and college, but that's been over mm-hmm. for 30 years. And then you're at church and her purse bursts open and 40 bottles, mini bottles of Jack come flying out. And you're like, Jesus mm-hmm. Christ, mom is still drinking? Mm-hmm. And we thought, I, at least I think most people thought, that we had put that sort of blatant, ugly racism, that kind of hate away about 30, 40 years ago. And then all of a sudden America's purse is busted open You would have thought for just a few years ago that anyone who said that would have been immediately rendered incompetent for any office, been fired from any job. And here we have in America, it's like people are are upset about it. And it's like, but he's still polling at 40 percent. How does somebody Mm -hmm. say that and poll at 40 percent? So it's, again, I, I think it's people try not upsetting. to hear it.
1: I think people try not to hear it. It's like, speaking of drunk, you just sit there and pretend it's not happening. That's what I think they do. I, honestly, I don't know what else to say. It I mean, reflects but
0: something very ugly about America. It, it very really ugly does. And the, by the
1: way, these social media platforms very get these people off. That's enough. That's enough with the, with the social media platforms. Get them off. They don't belong. They don't deserve to well, be yeah, on but them. It
0: creates clicks. It creates clicks. Uh, yeah, off. I agree with you. I agree. Off. Yeah, anyway, I
1: agree. all right, Scott, let's go for a quick break to talk about layoffs at Disney and listener mail question about ransomware.
2: This episode is brought to you by State Farm. You've heard it before. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. But it's more than just a tagline because State Farm agents are small business owners themselves who live and work in your community. And if you're in the market for small business insurance, who better to work with than an agent who understands what it takes? State Farm agents can help you create a personalized insurance plan that fits your small business needs and budget. Talk to your local State Farm agent today about small business insurance. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Support for this show comes from Slack. You're a growing business and you can't afford to slow down.
1: And we're back. Disney is laying off 28,000 more employees this week. Huge number. Mm -hmm. Disney attributed prolonged closures at their parks as the reason for the big layoffs, but did not comment on which park locations the employees are from. Well, parks in Florida have been opened at a lesser capacity, California's park has been shuttered for months because of state COVID mandates. The division makes up a huge portion of Disney's businesses last year. It accounted for 37% of the company's $69.6 billion in total revenue. It's not just Disney, it's the airlines. The airline, because they haven't come to a stimulus deal, which it looks like they might, they might not. No flights into Orlando. Nothing. Airlines are the same thing. This is a lot of people. And Disney, of course, is such a well-known brand. So how will Disney make up for the losses? What will the numbers return with the vaccine? I think they will. Um, what other companies do you think you'll see more layoffs from?
0: Well, it, 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 the broader analysis here is that our species is uh, so bad at time. It's one of our flaws. And that is the clock goes much faster than we anticipate it. it Time, time never goes slower than you think. It always goes fast. We're terrible at estimating time. And mm-hmm. just as the narrative around the novel coronavirus, I, I was told three months ago by people who are on the board of the most prestigious hospitals and pharmaceutical companies in the world that by this point, frontline workers and wealthy people, and they said, you know, knowing that that was a, a classic thing to say, would by this time, by September, be, mm-hmm. be um, taking a vaccine, getting a vaccine. You can take everything everyone has estimated about this vaccine in, in terms of what was supposed to happen positively about it, in terms of it mm-hmm. going down the apex, the mild a- apex, when a vaccine would be, when life would get back to normal, and triple it, and we're beginning to talk about reality. And people are just coming to grips with the fact that our lives may not get back to any semblance of normality until 2022. And so we have this notion, and including Disney, that, okay, Keep the lights on, things will get back to normal. No, they're not, because our optimism has cured previous crises. Our optimism has yeah. brought us out of wars, it's brought us out of recessions. Our optimism in this case is a comorbidity. It extends, right. it extends the duration of the of the virus. And so mm-hmm. everyone, including Disney, did not come to grips with the fact that if your if your product is consumed standing shoulder to shoulder or in proximity to other people, your business is going to get. Punched in the gut for a while. I was on the phone yesterday with the CEO of SoulCycle and Equinox and Pure Yoga because yeah. he was upset at some of the things we said that that it was reprinted in New York that Magazine that I said that they were going to go out of business. I'm like, I don't think you're going to go out of business, but I think Equinox is is going to be at 40 to 60 percent capacity. At most yeah. for the next 18 months. Anyways, and SoulCycle, yeah. are you going back to Soul Cycle?
1: Never. But that's because of that guy, the, the party for the Trump. Okay, but no, but I, I actually that. like my Peloton. By the way, I've, I really don't want to go back to Peloton. And that was, it's not a COVID thing necessarily. Yeah. It was already on my way. I like these at-home exercise things. I think they're really great. So Their just to be fair, he
0: did mention they have these pop-up tents that are just doing incredibly well. But back, back to Disney. Disney, the, 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 the lining here is as big as a cloud, is Disney. Because yeah. Disney has the opportunity to create what is the biggest and best wealth generator or stakeholder value creator in the history of business, or at least over the last two decades. And that is the mother of all recurring revenue bundles is lying fallow at Disney. And they should use the cloud cover of this shit show, take their earnings way down, and say there is something called Disney Plus Plus that includes the best cabins on cruises. Days and trips to Galaxy's Edge, Star Wars and Marvel movies, seven days before they open in the theaters, in your homes, access to free, incredible limited edition Yoda dolls, all sent to you without you asking for it, because we know your nine-year-old son is going to love it. And it's $99 a month, and every all every right, household Rundle. in Western Europe and America that has a household income over $80,000 a year with kids is going to have to sign up. This is their all opportunity. Right,
1: so Rundle. They haven't rundled yet. They've got to have enough stuff to give in a rundle, also though. I yeah, mean, but, but most people you know,
0: believe they'll be back at the parks. Most people believe they'll be back next um, year on cruises, and they still have they have a huge advantage going into to uh, recurring revenue bundle as, re- as relates to media because they have the strongest library. Everybody else is not creating content either. True. So it's a function of your library. They have the deepest library in business.
1: Here's the thing. I think really Hollywood and Disney and a lot of these places that have, I mean, they're really events and entertainment businesses really have to think harder about what their business is in the future. Because this is not something people have moved on in some ways and found other things. And of course, they'll return to parks. I don't think there's a question about that. just a question of how much they do, how much, Mm -hmm. you know, just the way you don't go to movies as much as you used to. Um you might, but you don't, so you've got to think about what your whole business is, and I think it does give them a chance to 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 rethink what mm-hmm. the Disney experience is and how you have it, but they still at the very heart of this is disneyland Disney world, and it has to this is just there's no way around it this is a gut punch, and that's what it is, and they have well, to but
0: i I do think I do think this is cyclical, not structural i think the yes. the 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 decline in in theater that's not coming back. Yeah, uh, but I do think people will come back. I think people will decide to have fewer trips. I think the economy is going to suffer, but when they do trips, it'll be high experience. Yep, you know, really special, and that defines Disney. And when you yeah, have kids, unless
1: they get sort of a, I was thinking of a, a, a an experience that's um, in your face. Uh, the, you know, the, the idea that if they could give you another experience where you feel mm-hmm. like you're at Disney, do you have to physically go to Disney?
0: Yeah. <laughs> Pods and Backyards with Disney Characters for Rich People. That's literally coming okay. next. Okay, just
1: saying, I don't know. Yeah,
0: I don't know. It, it, but look, Disney, the parks, people, it, it strikes me. I mean, the one- Smaller parks, parks. The one place parks. we take risks in my household is mm-hmm. around our kids, and that is we've basically tried to enter into a bubble. We don't see people. We don't really leave much, but we yep. will take risks around our kids because we think it's important our kids socialize. Okay. So, I do. Th- right. I think okay. the parks come back. Um, yeah. The parks, it, it'll take a while, but they will row. come back. Yeah, tough
1: road, tough road, to road to hoe and airlines, same thing. I do say, you know, I, I have a little, I just interviewed a very major vaccine person, uh, this week. Um, it is going to come back, but, and I think once it does, once the vaccine's in place, all I'm going to do is travel. Do, do you feel like you're maybe you're going to, and you're going to spend a lot of money doing it? Like you're going to like, cause it's all like, uh, bottled up. There's and a lot so, of pent up demand. There's a lot of pent up demand, which will be interesting next summer. I think that's when you start to think about these.
0: Yeah, but it's it, it's nuanced. Okay, it's mm-hmm. it's it, there'll be a short-term there's a lot of pent-up demand around resort travel, mm-hmm. but the the real money maker across hotels and travel and airlines has been business travel, and that is yeah. permanently that
3: permanently. has gone through.
0: That's that's undertaking t- permanent demand destruction. I used to commute. Absolutely. I used yeah. to commute every week. Every week yep. Sunday to Thursday, I go from Delray Beach to PBI to LaGuardia and then I'd fly back. And that's yep. That's not only a lot of time and a lot of money and a lot of consumer behavior. Right. That's over. That's yep. over. Because I agree. M- my world is I'm has doing shaped-
1: just as well not traveling.
0: That's exactly right. right. And so if
1: not better in some cases.
0: And that'll create, but that 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 where it bunches, where that capital bunches will be around high impact, high experience, resort, vacations mm-hmm. for joy. Disney's right, and all right. Disney's let me cool ask you a final right question before yeah. we
1: get to the next segment with the listener mail. What I want to make it very short. Try no. your hardest. Okay. What is the thing you will do once there's a vaccine and you feel safe and you feel safe being around crowds of people? What is what is the thing you will do? Uh, I know what I'll do.
0: Oh, that's really that's really a, a thoughtful question. I miss Europe. I, I think I will just go uh, maybe uh, take my kids to Europe and buy a rail pass and just travel around Europe. And, and that sounds like very privileged, but I really miss Europe. I used to go to That's Europe right. six or eight times Europe. a year on business, and I just love it there. The other mm-hmm. thing I'm just going to do is just be a lot more social. I don't, I don't like people. I enjoy being an introvert, but this is mm-hmm. too much. Yeah. So uh, see my friends, go places, do a bunch of trips with friends, go to Europe. How about you? Hawaii. Hawaii. I love Hawaii. You love Hawaii? I'm not
1: going to go to Disney's resort there, though. It's very nice. I've been there. And
0: you don't feel comfortable uh, going to Hawaii right now?
1: I don't want to get on a plane.
0: You don't want to get on a plane. Okay.
1: I don't want to get, supposedly, want to get on a plane. Supposedly,
0: if you look at the data, if you look at the I data, and care. again, emotions override logic, but if you look at the data, flight attendants are are contracting corona at a lower, uh, I know. under index, meaning the planes are probably safer than then most places. So, but I don't flying have is to do it. Safe. I don't
1: have to do it. Right, it's like, right. it's like, I, it doesn't, it doesn't add up enough. I don't desperately have to get anywhere. And right. so I agree with you. I don't think it's as unsafe as people think, but, uh, I, if I don't have to, why bother? Like, it's like yeah. one of those unnecessary. It's the same thing with movie theaters. I like movie theaters and they're probably safer than you think. Probably. I don't know, but I don't want to think about it. I don't want to like f- try to figure out the right. statistics. And so I, I want to go to Hawaii. And so, of course, well, I'll aloha,
0: be. Aloha, my lovely. Aloha. Aloha. <laughs> and,
1: and you know, I've got an article my you can
0: read on the beach.
1: <laughs> ukulele lessons and stuff like <laughs> that. I'm Kalele. not going to read it. Ukulele lessons.
0: Oh, yeah. They do started, that is right? so
1: what I'm not going to do in Hawaii ever is read a profile of you on the beach in Hawaii. That oh. will never happen. Anyway, uh, uh, okay. I'll Scott, rub,
0: I'll, I'll drop no, no. Fingers don't even, through your stop, hair. Stop,
1: stop, stop. <laughs> because I have hair. Anyway.
0: He was marginally known. I made his ass. Marginally. I made his ass. <laughs> Where's Tom at my oh, my God, I'm
1: not even going to let... Who I else joke was on that list? Lear, You better learn who to pronounce his on name. Who else on that next?
0: list? Like, who, just, who's, just who's, who's in the wings ready to replace me? Who's...
1: Oh, there's so many. Well, of course, Andrew Ross Sorkin
0: at all times. But He's anyway... So, all He's right, let's good. go to
1: listener mail question.
0: You've got... You've
3: got... I can't believe I'm going to be a
2: mailman. You, you've got mail.
3: Hey, Karen, Scott. This is Jonathan Weinberg calling you from New York. I'm curious what you guys think about the ever-growing problem of ransomware. In recent days, there have been high-profile stories about the private information of students being released after Las Vegas officials failed to pay a ransom, as well as a large hospital chain that had to divert ambulances and cancel surgeries due to a ransomware attack. The New York Times even reported on Russian criminal groups attacking voting systems in order to try to sow chaos in the lead-up to the November election. The situation has really spiraled out of control, and there appears to be few, of any, repercussions for the perpetrators. On the flip side, IT is often either negligent or woefully incompetent in protecting their employers and customers. Nobody seems to have a plan for how to solve this problem. Is there anything that can be done to address this global pandemic? This one, not the other one. Thanks, and love the show.
1: Jonathan, I wonder if Jonathan underwent something like that. Jonathan, that's a great question. Yeah, is uh, a question. I, I, I have actually been doing a lot of reporting on this topic. It's really, I, just, I was at a... a, a Uh, I was talking to someone who is working on stuff like this and there's a lot of very secret working around this because a lot of people don't want to say it's happened to them. Mm -hmm. Um, and these demands from these people can be very high and actually have a lot of data. And it was a, it was in this case, it was a nonprofit that had been attacked. And, and so it's a really it's it's an astonishingly difficult question because we are so open as a culture and around our data and mm-hmm. and so unprotected and it's different than hacking it's 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 a version of hacking but it doesn't it, it takes your things from you it's like taking your passport and your license and your bank accounts and saying i'm not going to give it back to you until you pay me money it's mm-hmm. a really um
0: bitcoin usually
1: it, yeah, yeah it's it's really it's through bitcoin exactly and it's been talked about a little bit but it's i think it's more prevalent than people realize and what to do about it. Obviously, there's going to be companies that pop up, but it's to to, to help you defend against it. But usually it's after something's been stolen. Mm -hmm. Scott?
0: Well, it's like um, a hostage taking, and that is, you know that the... The solution would be to make it illegal to pay ransom. And then it happens to your kid, and you're like, fuck that. Pay them and get your kid back. And in this Mm -hmm. instance, and I know several small businesses where this has happened. You come in one morning, your computers are locked, you can't access your data. And they're not even talking about distributing this data. They're talking about you're going to not be able to access it yourself unless you pay a quarter of a million dollars. And then they settle somewhere at $85,000. It's a niche industry where people who negotiate this... And you're like, okay, it sucks to be a grown-up. I'm going to pay the $85,000 in Bitcoin, and boom, I'm back in business. Right. And it's it, this is one of the flaws or one of the disappointing things about the state of America. And that is when we had global crime syndicates around drugs or the sale of armaments from a collapsed Soviet Union, we created Interpol. And that is we had an international police to address crime that was in the nether-netherland and extended across border And had real negative impacts on the world, and we've cooperated, Mm -hmm. and it's been, I don't know if it's been effective, but, well, I think it's been effective. And if we hadn't had such a shit show called the Trump administration, we could have formed, in my opinion, some sort of global force totally focused on cybercrime. And quite frankly, I think the way you go about this, I think the way you solve it is you play to the lack of morality and the greed, obviously, of these individuals, and you create a billion-dollar fund, and you say, somewhere between $1 and $10 million for people who knock these people out, and we Mm have— An agency that takes these calls, and somebody in—I don't know—I don't want to name the country because I don't—I don't want to come across as 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 being disparaging of specific specific mm-hmm. cultures. But I think these people will get ratted out if you're organized about it. Uh, there's not—I right. don't see any other way to handle it other than security measures. And I think the lowest find workarounds. Uh, but this is another example of because we don't embrace our brothers and sisters and create the equivalent of a global Interpol slash NATO focused on cybercrime because we're so focused on the dumpster fires we have to deal with every day. Mm-hmm. You know, global cooperation or lack thereof has real consequences, and it's time right. for global co- cooperation around cybercrime.
1: Yeah. yeah, it's not unlike, you know, it's really weird. I watched The Thomas Crown Affair the other night because I love that movie, the one that— With Rene Pierce Russo. Brosnan? Pierce Brosnan and Rene oh, Russo, yeah. what's one the of my name of,
0: uh, What's the name of his— uh, Rene Russo. Girlfriend? Oh, she's very good. She She's was great. very good. And it was
1: about art, you know, it's it's the same kind of thing. It's like this sort of keeping things for uh, like doing things like that. And I, I just was thinking this is a this is something that really does get to the heart. It's not just it's it's so targeted, it's so criminal in terms of yeah. hacking sometimes is very just let's just wreck things. Um that it's really it does require a police force is what it is. You know, it requires a police force that we uh, that we take seriously and fund seriously to, to deal with this. Cause it is like breaking and entering and stealing someone's safe. Um, and I, I don't know why it's any less. And, and I do, I do know why people pay these things. It makes perfect sense. Um, but there has to be not just people hiring private companies. And again, there'll be, there's a zillion of these you can hire, uh, and, and t- how to deal with them. But how do you, it should be the Department of Homeland Security and the FBI have got to be able to beat back this threat. So.
0: But we need global cooperation. We need everyone from the Mossad to MI6 to the Japanese security force. And not only that, we need the Chinese and the Russians to buy into this. And I I actually think they probably would if we had anything resembling. Anyways, this is just another failure that everyone talks about how globalization has been bad for the world. At least a lot of people have come up with arguments on it. No, it's not. Globalization, cooperation, you're less likely to declare war on people you're trading with. There yep. are shared victories around uh, joint police force and enforcement that we can celebrate together, and this is one of them. The, the, the biggest the biggest economies in the world should all bind together to try and eradicate this. It's it's bad. For, right. My senses is it's bad for everybody, but a few bad actors.
1: Yeah, and what it is is it attacks a certain size businesses who is like a constant series of robberies and the uh, software
0: companies businesses. whose stocks have skyrocketed. Yep. Cybersecurity yep. stocks have skyrocketed this year. If there's a group, if you were to say, all right. It, in a year we know, or in two years, we know this group of stocks that have crashed. And you think, well, that's probably a good thing. It'd be cybersecurity, right? If their stocks right. went way down, that would probably reflect a, a positive in our society. But not, not to say they're not wonderful people and good companies, but that whole yep. industry is, is gotten bigger and bigger every year. Probably
1: somewhere you need to invest. Anyway, Scott, yeah. one more. Thank you very much, Jonathan. One more quick break. We'll be back for Predictions. Predictions. Okay, Scott, the only thing that seems predictable in 2020 is we'll continue to be a dumpster fire inside of whatever Jake Tapper said. Um, How about a more concrete prediction?
0: So I'm allowing myself to say that I do think that, um, I do think, and it's dangerous to say this out loud, but when I saw that debate and I see the polls... Um, and this isn't my prediction. I do think Biden looks like, it looks like the landing lights are on for a Biden victory. And I think my prediction is, based on the calls I've received, that as we get closer and a Biden victory looks more likely, I think that Palantir stock is going to crash. If you look at AOC sent a letter mm. to the SEC yeah, I saw that. asking for information, it. it's, and it's like, how many times is arguably the most powerful a uh, congressperson under the age of 40 sent a letter concerned about a company about to go public. Uh, the the former, you know, they have people, They uh, Peter Thiel has made the ultimate oligarchs rookie move, and that is he has become too close to the source of power, and Palantir has been contaminated. And if Biden gets in, I just can't imagine they're going to have a lot of open arms and, and very receptive people in uh, the people who are in power who make funding decisions around government. And I think as mm-hmm. as we get closer to a Biden administration, people are going to go, is this thing worth 20 times revenues given the risks of, of people like mm-hmm. AOC being in any meeting going, no, we're not allocating any capital. I wouldn't be surprised if anytime she's in a meeting, she would go, does this agency spend any money on Palantir? I, I mm-hmm. just think those kinds of questions are coming for them. So I think... I think that goes down. Also, my other prediction is around, so I think the stock gets cut in half uh, somewhere in and around a Biden victory. The other prediction is Disney, and we talked about this, mother of all recurring revenue bundles lying fallow here. The stock, stock, despite the incredible assets here, has been pretty middling because Mm -hmm. of some of the issues you talked around the parks. A super impressive opportunity for an impressive activist here is going to show up at Disney. There's too much oh. opportunity. There's too many fallow assets. There's too Ask much- Ask for
1: what, Scott Galloway, who is somewhat of an activist, I recall. What, who, who, what, what would they say? What, are they, what is their argument? Well, they're
0: going to they're gonna start with the ultimate opening line, which I start with every activist letter I've ever wrote. There's nothing wrong with Disney that can't be fixed with what's right with Disney. And oh, we need geez, to take really advantage like of that. this crisis to move to a recurring revenue bundle instead of trying to get people to come in for 120 bucks or buy a movie for 499- we need mm-hmm. to move to the ultimate Amazon Prime-like bundle called Disney Plus Plus. And is that there, activist is, have you written
1: that letter, Scott Galloway?
0: <laughs> oh, you're you're such a pointed journalist. You are so uh, just, good. It you seems are the so obvious. good.
1: I'm a very famous podcaster on the Sway
0: podcast. Kara, well, uh, let me put it this way. Yeah. The best way yeah. to predict the future is to make it. This oh, is going to happen.
1: Scott Galloway's are this hanging is with happen. the activists. This Disney. is going to happen.
0: No, it'll be someone more talented who, quite frankly, has has deeper pockets have you been than me. Contacted? Have I been contacted? No, yeah. I just I just have discussions. You just with want people. to start trouble. Uh, this is this idea is so obvious. This idea yeah. we this isn't new. I've been talking about a recurring revenue bundle at Disney for a year now.
3: All right,
0: okay. All I mean, right. we've been Disney talking about this for a year, but it is so ripe because while the market has screamed higher. You have a company with incredible assets whose stock has gone sideways. All right. It's time. It's time.
1: Would you recommend people buying it then? Think about Less- this.
0: Think about this. The guy in charge is the guy at the parks. You have Kevin Mayer kind of floating around out there, who's an incredibly talented executive. This yeah. company this company just is it, it, it needs to command the space it occupies. This is one of the this company has more assets than any yeah. consumer company in the world. What about Name a Bob consumer Iger company.
1: He's there still. What about Bob Iger? a consumer
0: company that has more assets. I agree with you. What about Bob
1: Iger then? You have the other Bob, Park Bob. I don't know the relationship. Kevin, who left TikTok. Yeah. But
0: Bob Iger has more credibility, other than Doug McMillan. Doug McMillan and Bob Iger have more credibility uh, 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 than any old economy or what you call traditional economy company in the world. And okay. Bob McMillan is taking advantage of that. And by the way, what did what did his, what has he done? Oh, Doug he's McMahon. announced a rundle called Walmart Plus. He should yeah. differentiate it with healthcare, not media. Iger and McMillan have more a, a I would I would kill for either of them. That's like the presidential ticket I was hoping for. But anyways, oh, our, but anyways, both of them oh, have two more white credibility. Guys,
1: great. Sounds great. They have Go more ahead.
0: credibility than any corporate executives in the world. Doug has taken taken that baton and is running it with it with Walmart Plus. I think you should differentiate with healthcare, think, not with media. I think
1: if you could put a, a Rundle in in a shot, you would give it to people. That's what I think. Rundle <laughs> is your favorite thing.
0: Um, look, it's it is I've the only you way. Speechless. It is the only way. It is the only way you can double your market capitalization. Double your yeah. market capitalization with no increase in revenues.
1: All right. Okay. Well, then it is. There's going to be a run at Disney by an activist now that we know. All right, Scott. That's a good one. That's all right. Okay. We'll see what happens. But I agree with you. It's a great asset. All right. Before we go, uh, we've been getting great questions from our listeners and we want more. What do you think is being underreported in tech and business? That's our question this week. We're going to to spur you to give us a question. What do you think is being underreported? Reported, email us at pivot at voxmedia.com. Not anything about Scott Galloway, obviously, uh, because there's just one kiss ass profile after this. Who next. did you blow? So that's if, the way I like to start
0: <laughs> my podcast. Who did you hi Scott? Who I did said you that blow? off.
1: And now of course you bring it, you bring our dirty laundry <laughs> into the main fine. Whatever. Yeah. It's on, the lawn. on you're the lawn. So We're on the lawn. We're on the lawn yelling at each other. And yeah. that's not a Brad Parscale comment. That sounds like a very oh tragic my God, situation. Did you see that? I, you that know was, what? I'm staying away.
3: Uh, Not a fan,
1: was, but I feel bad when someone's obviously in, whatever is going on there between those two people. It's just terrible. It's a terrible situation. Uh, what do you know? Another so, dis- and, another what,
0: disturbing item from the Trump administration. Yeah,
1: I know. Everyone, like Maggie Haberman, wrote something like every. Still, another traffic accident. Everybody who gets near that president gets yeah. burned. Yeah. So, I never
0: he's thought not strong, I would feel bad for him. He's scr- not
1: strong. He's a drunk uncle you need to throw out of the house. That's drunkle. what he is. I'm I agree sorry. with you. Drunkle. All right. Email us at pivot at Not if you're a drunkle. Don't even think about it if you're a drunkle. Anyway, Scott, please read us out.
0: Today's episode was produced by Rebecca Sananas Fernando Finete engineered this episode. Erica Anderson is Pivot's executive producer. Make sure you're subscribed to the show on Apple Podcasts. Or if you're an Android user, check us out on Spotify or wherever you live listen to podcasts. If you like this show, please recommend it to a friend. We'll be back next week with a breakdown of all things tech and all things business. The nightmare can be over. Voting has started. Voting has started. Do something, do something I haven't done in a decade. Open your mail and if it says hi here's your ballot, vote. If you don't get that mail request it, let's let's send them in. By the way, 10 times the number of people have voted by mail to date than have at the same point in 2016, embrace the male. The male is gangster, it's mangster. Kara, Kara, who did I blow? Who did I blow? <laughs>
1: All right, now you know we have just become the debate. We literally just became, and I am Biden, and obviously you're Trump. All I'm right, Chris
0: Wallace. I'm anyway, Chris Wallace. thanks
1: for no, you are not Chris Wallace. He has amazing hair. He is. Thanks for listening to Pivot from New York Magazine and Vox Media. We'll be back next week for a breakdown of all things tech and business, and unless Scott breaks down before that.
0: Have a good that.